Welcome to the Be Free program where you should know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roshka, your host, and Dawn Kennedy. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning. She is here with me and we are in the Word of God. We're going to talk about the living, the living Word of God. All the Word of God is in, it's in the inspired living Word of God, right? It's profitable for reproof, correction. Uh, it's for, it's our way to live, mm-hmm. right? And it is life. Mm-hmm. And so I love getting in the Word of God. And last uh, time, last program, we talked about the right pattern, okay? Uh, there is a right pattern, you know, uh, and if you're going to sow, you need the right pattern for what you want to to do. If, you, if you're going to make this amazing recipe, well, you need the right recipe. You need to follow the instructions. Uh, if they're going to create this great big skyscraper, they need the right pattern. They need the right blueprints. Well, God downloaded into Moses, and this is what we covered the last time, and we're going to kind of build on that. God downloaded to Moses in Exodus uh, chapter 25, verse 8 and 9, the details to make the sanctuary, to the tabernacle, right? The tabernacle. He said, have the people bring me offerings, silver and gold and these different things, uh, that they may make me a sanctuary, to make me a sanctuary that I may dwell with them. It was all about fellowship. It was all about relationship. It was all about being with him, being in his presence and, and, and having that, that, just like in the cool of the garden, uh, in Adam and Eve, God would come in the cool of the evening and talk with them and fellowship. It was all, we were created for intimacy, created for fellowship. And so, uh, he said, let them build me a sanctuary. And then we flipped over Dawn and we, uh, got into Hebrews. Now, Hebrews is an amazing book. They all are. <laughs> They're all amazing. They're all amazing. But it was, um, written, uh, to the, the majority of the early Christians were Jewish, okay? And, and they were expecting Christ to reser- return really quick. So when his coming was delayed and persecutions arose against them, it lo- caused a lot of them to wonder if they had made the right choice in becoming Christians. So consequently... Mm, sounds a little bit yeah, lost sometimes, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, persecution, the delay in the answer, the delay of his coming... You know, sometimes we get discouraged when God hasn't come with the right answer we want right away, Mm -hmm. hasn't done what we thought he was going to do at a certain time. Delay, and then people persecuting you, talking about you, blah, 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 blah. Uh, It caused some of those Jewish Christians to wonder if they had made the right choice of becoming a Christian. So some of them were in danger of returning back to Judaism and the laws and, you know, the old covenant and those things. Slavery. Slavery, yeah. So this Hebrews was written to the wavering Jewish believers, but it was written to you and I, too, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, to encourage them to stand fast in their faith. And uh, these are the some of the notes in my the preface to Hebrews in my Bible says the writer points out. Listen, I love this. The overwhelming in the book of Hebrews, overwhelming superiority of Christ. Today, we're talking about there's nothing better. There's nothing better. The overwhelming superiority of Christ over all that they had ever experienced under the law, or under over all you and I have ever experienced. 
<coughs> what is offered to them through Christ is so much better. The word better is repeated. Superiority is repeated um, in the book of Hebrews. So it's what is offered to them through Christ is so much better than what that which is promised under the Mosaic economy that they should never consider going back. Listen, our old life, the old ways of doing things, let's not ever, ever consider going back. It's slavery, it's bondage. Uh, in the Old Testament, it was a foreshadowing of what Christ would do. Jesus Christ is the centerpiece of the entire word. And the old, the tabernacle was a foreshadowing every piece, every everything about it. Every utensil, every candlestick, everything foreshadowed Christ. But it was a shadow of the heavenly tabernacle in heaven, the sanctuary in heaven. And it was a shadow, a pattern of what Jesus would completely fulfill. But it could not change you. It was the blood of bulls and goats. And they had to keep offering it repeatedly by priests that would die and another one would place them by priests who walked in their own sin, who had their own sins to offer up, that they had to offer sacrifices for themselves as well as the people, and they would die. And that blood of bulls and goats covered over the sin, but it didn't, it didn't open up the way like Christ did. It didn't change the, the principle and the power of sin. For the law of the Spirit of, for the law of the Spirit of, in Christ Jesus sets us free from the law of sin and death. There was a law of sin and death. But Jesus Christ is the law of life and liberty, right? Mm -hmm. And so, Hebrews contrast the Old Testament and the old Mosaic Judaism and, and the laws, the old covenant, um, that we could never fulfill. Oh my gosh, we could never keep all those laws. It, that's why it keep pointing to the fact we need a Savior. Mm -hmm. We need a Savior. I needed a Savior. I need Me too. my Savior. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. Right I just <laughs> want to make sure I needed a Savior. I need, I need him every savior. day. <laughs> every single day, I need Him and I want Him. And so the book of Hebrews talks about His superiority. Uh, that in the incomparable glory of his presence uh, and the work of Christ, what he did, is so much more superior and far better. It, there's nothing better than Christ. There's, that, there's nothing better than what he did on the cross. His blood was far superior than that of blood, uh, the, the blood of bulls and goats. His priesthood because is it was pure. It's pure. Mm -hmm. He never sinned. Mm -hmm. And he's able to succor those that are being tempted unto himself is what the word says. Uh, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. You know, there's no sin that, that you've ever faced, that you were ever tempted by, that, that Christ did not overcome, did not pay the price for. He did not give in to sin. So therefore, we can go to him, mm -hmm. right? He gives us the power. Uh, there is no sin that such as common to man that he is not able to wipe out, right? To keep mm -hmm. you. You don't have to fall in that trap. You don't have to fall or in that trap. Or stay in it if you've you already fallen in it. You don't have to stay in it. it. Right, <laughs> right. So Hebrews talks about that, showing his supremacy over angels, over prophets, over Moses, over Joshua, over Aaron, and all of Judaism and all the rituals of the law. And so a key word of Hebrews is better. <laughs> Used to describe Christ and the benefits of the cross. Don't you want the best? I do. Uh, there's, and there's no one better. There's nothing better. There's no other system. You know, 
I, I think about how my mom was an alcoholic for many, many, many years, and she was a, a desperately bound to alcohol. Get up in the morning, she'd either start drinking a fifth of vodka or a fifth of whiskey in the morning until she'd pass out. And she tried over and over. She went to rehab after rehab. They could not fix her. They could not change her. Thank God for rehabs. Re but. <laughs> yeah, they, they have some good principles. And they do help people. But there is a power in the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus that changes you from the inside out, not just your behavior. Mm -hmm. And my mother cried out to God. And she, when I was 12, and she never drank another drop of alcohol, and it changed, he changed her life. Thank God. Thank the God. blood of Jesus mm -hmm. and the name of Jesus is far superior to any other institution, any other person, any other religion. He is the truth, the life, the way, the door. There is salvation in no other name. And so the Judaism had to do with earthly things, an earthly tabernacle. An earthly temple, earthly priests, earthly sacrifices. But Christ is now seated at the right hand of the majesty on high where he dispenses heavenly blessings. So it, the book of Hebrews is amazing. I love it. Uh, and he, so, so I invite you to actually study the book of Hebrews. And we're going to go now back to Hebrews and we started it here uh, in our last program. And in chapter 7, it talks about a better sacrifice that we were just now alluding to. Verse 25 or verse 24, But this man, the Lord Jesus Christ, because he continues forever, his priesthood will never end. See, he wasn't even of the, he was not even in the family of the Levites. The Levites were the Levitical priesthood. And they passed on from one to another in the family, generation to generation, because they died off. He, was, he wouldn't even have been a priest, but he was a whole new order. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was a whole new order. But this man, the Lord Jesus Christ, because he continues forever, because his priesthood is eternal, has an unchangeable priesthood. You can't add anything to it, and you can't take anything away from it, what he did. I know that I needed the whole new order, too. Yeah, you're being from both. where I was, I needed to be reordered. I needed a, to be re... A new pattern. A new pattern. I needed yeah. everything new, new thinking, new everything. Right, exactly. And that's what Christ does. Mm -hmm. That's what being in Christ, we then have the mind of Christ. We begin to... We have his holy, the Holy Spirit in us, enabling and equipping and empower us to walk out what this word teaches us. And Jesus is the word. I mean, there's nothing better. We're talking about there's nothing better today, right? Mm -hmm. So wherefore, verse 25 of Hebrews 8, excuse me, verse, Hebrews 7. Wherefore he, Jesus, is able, all, able also to save them to the uttermost. My mother needed saved to the uttermost. She just didn't need. She not only needed salvation, we all need eternal mm -hmm. salvation, mm -hmm. right? To get translated out of the kingdom of darkness into kingdom of light. But she needed to be saved to the uttermost. She needed to be saved and delivered from alcohol that was destroying our family, destroying her. And it said he was that he lives to intercede for us. So think about your mom. Mm -hmm. She was in a stronghold. Me too, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying 
She right. was in a stronghold, and Jesus was up there interceding for her to get free from that, and she did. She did. So it's not even up to the people around you to intercede for you. I mean, although we're grateful for intercessors, and we're, right. you know, and all, we need those things, but Jesus is interceding for you. Hallelujah. When you accept him as your Lord and Savior, he is interceding he for is you. He is interceding. He's pleading your case. <laughs> and I love how the Amplified says, but he holds his priesthood unchangeably because he lives on forever. Therefore, he is able to save to the uttermost, completely, perfectly, finally, and for all time in eternity. <laughs> and, it, and just a little bit before that, in chapter 7, it says... Uh, it meant that he did not regret it either. No, he did not. So he does not regret saving you. Mm -hmm. He does not regret dying for you. Mm -hmm. He does not regret one thing about not you. one thing. You are, were created on purpose mm -hmm. for a purpose, and that was to be in fellowship with him. Therefore, he is able to save to the uttermost, completely, perfectly, finally, and for all time and eternity, those who come to God through him. Since he is always living to make petition to God, and intercede with him and intervene for them. Glory to God. Jesus. Here is the high priest perfectly adapted to our needs. Perfectly adapted to the Savior that I needed because I needed saving in every way. We all do. He's As, personal that right? Amen. Right? For As, you needs, my needs, everything. Right. He, can adapt, he adapted to each of us. Yes. As was fitting, holy. He was holy. He was blameless. He was unstained by sin, separated from sinners and exalted higher than the heavens. He has no day by day necessity, as do each of these other high priests, to offer sacrifice, first of all, for his own personal sins and then for those of the people, because he met all the requirements once for all when he brought himself as a sacrifice, when he, which he offered up. See, because me the priests had to offer gifts and sacrifice. Mm -hmm. They offered the blood of bulls and goats, not themselves. Jesus well, offered himself. That line, he, he had no day-to-day -day necessity uh, to, offer, to, to be forgiven or to offer sacrifice. That mm -hmm. just broke me in tears right, right there. I was like, Lord, even when I'm not, I'm not doing anything bad, but I always feel like I have this day-to-day -day necessity to say, forgive me, God, forgive me, God, forgive me, God. And I'm not even doing anything, mm -hmm. right? But I was like, thank you, Jesus, that you didn't have to do that. You, 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 you were perfect. Yeah. You were perfect. You didn't have any day-to-day -day necessities. Mm -hmm. You just said, okay, I cover it all. I cover it all. I got it all. Mm -hmm. I can do it all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he saves to the uttermost, not just daily. Right. He saved you to the uttermost. Utter mm -hmm. He offered himself up as a sacrifice. For the law sets up men in their within their weakness in the Old Testament. They were men, just like you and I, frail, sinful, dying human beings as high priest. But the word of God's oath, which was spoken later, after the institution of the law, chooses and appoints as priest one, capital O, whose appointment is complete and permanent. A son who has been made perfect forever. Chapter 8, verse 1. Now the main point of what we have to say is this. We have such a high priest, one who is seated at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven as officiating priest, a minister in the holy places and in the true tabernacle, which is erected not by man, but by the Lord. For every high priest 
is appointed to offer up gifts and sacrifices, so it is essential for this high priest to have some offering to make also. So I love that, that it was the tab- true tabernacle is erected not by man, but by the Lord. You know who's the tabernacle now? We are the Me. dwelling place. So <laughs> we were made perfect uh-huh. by him to house God. We get to carry God. We, need to, we get to bear God. Uh-huh. We get to bring him into every situation. He goes with us. And he, he, we, we get to present him to others uh, to bring his fragrance in. He chose us and we get to choose him. Right. Right. He chose us so we could choose him. That's right. Praise God. And bring others into Christ. Bring them into to relationship with him. For every priest is appointed to offer up gifts and sacrifices. So it is eternal for this, essential for this high priest to have some offering to make, which was himself. So if then we are still living on earth, he would not, he would, if, excuse me, if he were still living on earth, he wouldn't be a priest at all. For there are, are already priests who offer the gifts in accordance with the law. But these offer service merely as a pattern and as a foreshadowing of what has its true mm-hmm. existence and reality in the heavenly sanctuary. For when Moses was about to erect the tabernacle, he was warned by God saying, see to it that you make it all exactly according to the copy of the model which was shown to you in heaven, uh, in the mountain, on the mountain. So God is telling Moses, okay, how to make the tabernacle, the sanctuary. It was a pattern from heaven. It was an exact, it was to be an exact replica of the true in heaven. And Jesus Christ is the true sanctuary, the true tabernacle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And now we carry him because of what he did. So he is a minister of the sanctuary. And the uh, King James, Don, it says, Now these things which we have spoken, we have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven. In other words, it's done, it's finished. He is supreme. He is higher other than anyone else. He's the authority. He's set on the throne. Set on the throne. He rules. He reigns. There is no um, question. And there's no challenge. Right. There's no challenge (laughs) at all. He is a minister of the sanctuary, which speaks of priestly service to God and to man. He is the true tabernacle, the true dwelling place of God, which is in heaven which the Lord pitched and not man. So for every high priest, it's ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Jesus Christ, as I said, offered himself. He was the, all, the one great all-embracing sacrifice, satisfying all the types of the old covenant and abolishing all its offerings for sin. Now, verse 5, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. So it's a replica, right, on earth. Moses was, he was told exactly how to do it. But it was actually a poor replica of the reality who is Christ. Mm-hmm. They, they did with earthly materials a replica exactly as God said it. An exact pattern, but how can you portray Christ completely, totally with right. earthly material? In all right? of its splendor, it doesn't. Right. It doesn't really uh, ex- 
show him. It doesn't, yeah. he's, he's, he is splendor. Right. <laughs> exactly. He, so he had to do it according to the pattern showed him in the mountain, meaning it was merely a replica of something far better in the heaven. Now, I want you to think about this. So Moses was given a specific blueprint, a pattern that was completely detailed. He got a download and a revelation from God of how to make... Now, remember, they're coming out of Egypt. They're, They're out of slavery. And he, can you imagine being Moses and you're getting this, wow, you're getting this download of revelation yeah, and, and <laughs> of how to do this. And he, Moses had to do it explicitly, specifically, completely, totally, perfectly, according to the pattern in heaven. God is in the details and he gives it to him. And I'm sure this is like, wow, okay, Why? I mean, I can imagine. I can imagine the questions. Why do we have to do it like this? And and I don't know what all Moses understood at that point about it being a an exact replica and it portraying Christ. I don't know how much he understood, but can you imagine that assignment from God? But God did not give him an assignment that he was not going to equip him to do, show him how to do it, and tell him specifically what to do. I want to submit to you that you and I, we have that same capacity to hear from God. Mm -hmm. The blueprints for our life. You know, my life was a mess. My family was a mess. But I began to hear God after I got saved. I began to hear God tell me specifically, this is what I've created you to do. This is what... This is the way, walking in it. Now, did I always do it perfectly? No, that's why I needed a Savior. <laughs> that's why I needed yeah, a high priest. He's perfect, we're not, right, but, right. but in him we yeah. are. <laughs> but can you, can you imagine? Think about that. We can go to God and ask him for the heavenly blueprints for what we need to do on earth. Mm-hmm. In Psalms 139, it talks about our days are written in a book. Each one of them, they're numbered. We, we have a heavenly plan right that god wants to show us so when you were whenever you were created in the heart and the mind of the godhead of god that it was with specific talents abilities skills traits your looks everything was on purpose yeah and for us to walk it out exactly what he wanted it to be you're not an accident right and nobody I, is <laughs> and i love that that god helps us to walk it out completely, totally. So I don't know what you're dealing with or what you're facing today, but God has a heavenly pattern. He has specifics and details that if we sit before him and we present this to him and we listen, if we, if we truly are, understand and realize that we house God, that we are his sanctuary and that he speaks to us, and that he's in us, and he leads and guides us. He can, and you open up your spiritual ears to hear. Well, what are you saying in this situation? I need, and I pray this quite often, Lord. I need the heavenly blueprint on this. <laughs> I really need to know to what to do about this. Please show me. I, I'm not sure which direction to take. I'm not sure what decision to make. 
I'm not sure what the answer is, Lord. I'm seeking you for wisdom. And he is our heavenly blueprint. Mm -hmm. He will show you the pattern, the right pattern. Because when we make it according to man and our own thoughts and the way the world does things, and we begin to build ourselves and our lives and our family according to the way the world does and fashion it and conform it to this world or the way we think would be best. And we haven't consulted God, our creator, the one that created us. We get off and we get off. Right. And he has more resources available than this world does. Right. Right. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking mm -hmm. about whatever it is you're needing, whether it's spiritual, physical, mental, you know, in relationship. He has the resource for mm -hmm. us. He's made provision for it, for every part of it. And, and all we have to do is seek him and trust him for his timing to work it all together for our good. Even if you think you've gotten off the page, mm -hmm. the page that was written in heaven, God's yeah. not, not too big yeah. to say, come on, baby, let me give you a, a different way. Come on back. Yeah. Come on back. Come on back. Let, Here's me, the let way. me help you. Here's the way. And, I, and we're going to make it all, it's all going to work together for your good, no matter where you were. Yeah. No matter right. what you've done. I've got a pattern. I've got a pattern. I've got yeah. a good plan for you. Yeah. One to give you a hope and a future and success. He doesn't mm -hmm. go, I have this good plan only if. Right. No, he says, I have a good plan for you. Come on, get in agreement with it. Come on, walk towards it. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. And he'll just show you. He'll show you everything you need to know. And he will empower you to walk it out. He'll, mm -hmm. He doesn't just, he didn't just say to him, Moses, this is what you're going to have to do. Figure it out the best way you can. Here's, here's the, the blueprint, but I'm not going to help you do it. I'm right. not going to give you the help. No. Thank you, he said, God. here's the help. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, we are already uh, one minute hour. left into our, our first half hour of this program. So I want to invite you to call our prayer line, 866-241-0579 for prayer. We have anointed trained prayer ministers who will help you and uh, pray for you and send you out some scriptures free. Also, I invite you to go to our website at lureda.org. And we have lots of free, free, free uh, resources, radio programs with teaching and TV programs and, uh, and things on our store. And when you order all those other things, they're all free and bunches of it. But when you go to our actual store on the website at lueda.org, it helps us to continue. It helps us to fund the preaching of the word on radio and TV and going out to conferences and retreats and churches and doing that. So thank you for that. And uh, if you've never given or you would like to give again, you can go to our website at lueda.org or uh, you can on the prayer line. Uh, uh, they, we can do that as well. So we appreciate you. We believe whenever you partner with us or you give one time or, uh, or you're a partner or you um, pray for us that you join with us and you are a part of this ministry and you're, you partake of the fruit of this ministry and the anointing upon it. So thank you for that. And don't go away, guys. We'll be right back.